Grant would jump down from the carriage, pull out his battle axe, and go running into the town square. Where are the babies? Um. So. Grant. No, you're not. You're in the cart, man. Um. So literally, so you run into town, right? There's people. It's kind of like, you know, it's like five o'clock. Solid dinner point. time. Yep, dinner time, yeah. and and you know, you see like. There are still people running around and literally you run into town and they disperse and you literally hear women scream things like they're here for our babies and you're like where <laughs> and and you hear the men you hear someone yell arm yourselves and things like that I'm and so people are run, running away from you and then so then maybe like a good minute later bertrand you're outside you've actually witnessed this whole thing and you you're still now you're holding the reins and you've brought the carriage closer to where brent is standing yeah bertrand, bertrand they're getting their weapons put your put your axe down buddy oh the babies yeah, they think yeah. they think we want the babies. We, we want the babies, but they think we want them in the bad way. Yeah, they what? think we're the baby stealers. You, yeah, you, you kind of messed it up there, buddy. <laughs> Just imagine and, like your face out the window. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're yeah. still in the car. This no, I'm not, I'm, I, they didn't say back that. Door, back door. <laughs> I'm like kind of like leaning out the back door. Yeah. Probably like, through like the window, slipped their head. Where the baby? So actually, yeah. so at this point, you already see, begin to see like torches mm-hmm. and pitchforks and even like a few swords. And you see what looks like 75 people, all who seemed armed, are beginning to just kind of make their way towards you. Yeah, um, sorry, folks. He... He he's not so good with the. They're the, just screaming the things to each other, and they're like, "Yeah, that's him. That's the little one. That's the one that said, get the babies.' Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we're here to help. I'm assuming, by the way, you put your hands up. Yeah, I keep putting again. my hands up, so he keeps holding his battle axe like over his head, like um, he's like ready for battle. And so, uh, and um, can I go up to him and like kind of just like, just like slowly, an arrow just lands at your feet, just. <laughs> Wait, 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 Brent. Calm down. Climb up, buddy. And, he, and Bertrand like Calm leans down. down for a uh, for a shoulder ride. He's he's like pretty tense right now because he's he's ready to get the babies. So he's he's just kind of like frozen with his battle axe over his head, and he's looking down at the arrow and just kind of like trying to figure out what just happened. You see, so three people have kind of stepped out from the crowd. The one on the left has got this sword, and he's like very awkwardly just like pointing it towards you. The one on the right has this this pitchfork, and then the the guy in the middle has got nothing in his hands, and he's just kind of like beyond the other two, and they're just beginning to approach you. Bertrand walks forward, or starts to. Uh, uh, Hi. Who are you? Screams the one in the middle. Sorry about my friend. He made a little mix-up. He wants to help. We want to help. That's that's not how you hold a sword. But and the other guy actually kind of like like looks. He just he just like looks grumpy for a second, but then like a few seconds later, you see him just like start to like adjust his grip and stuff like that. And there you go. Totally yeah, still not it's, right. It's a little bit more. I mean, a, a little more. No, no, no. That, that hand. Over. But you're here for the. You're here for our children. Yes. Well, we we're here to help your children. We found out. <laughs> Another arrow just at your feet. We wait, wait, stop, stop with with the pointies. Um, we heard wait, about reload. You the man in the, 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 the 
Bert, Bertram walks forward and he's like, and he just walks straight up to the dude in the middle. Wait, so the the minute you step forward, <laughs> they all step back, <laughs> and he just raises his blade to you. He just puts You're his finger on it and moves right. it. Roll an intimidation check. Oh, poopy. Ten. Yeah. So, does a fourteen beat your armor class? Yes. Cool. Really. So the man with the sword, he like, as you begin to move it aside, he just, he lifts it up and slashes down and he slices through your, uh, your, your hand. Wait, wait, wait. And he does five points of damage to your hand. He just stands there and looks at it. And, and, we and, the and then the two other ones, they just kind of, they just kind of like look over. We're with the goblin splooshes. Someone, someone put up a, a notice at the, at the barking board. But the man in the middle. But, but you don't you don't look like the goblins witches we've heard of. Well, they they're expanding, and we are new recruits. Bertrand pulls out. Prove it. He pulls out the piece of parchment with his blood soaked hand. There you go. He hands it to the dude in the middle. Grant would pull out a goblin ear from his pocket and hold it up. Yeah, he just has that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like it takes him like fifteen seconds. There's fifteen seconds of silence, and he just goes. Oh my god! And he just reaches in and he grabs like a rag and he like puts it on your bloody hand. And be like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So, and he looks back. And he's like, they're, they're they're good guys. And the guy's like, what? And they're like, they're, they're here to help us. And they're like, are you sure that that's it? And he's like, no, seriously. And they're just like, oh my gosh. And they just kind of like kind of like begin moving towards you and they like see that you like you've he's like cut you and they're just like all kind of start freaking out and they just begin like shepherding you. They're just like bring pushing you in and somebody grabs your horses and they bring them and they kind of bring you in and then they bring you to this like really big house in the middle and they and they like you know they bandage you up and they just like give you drinks and things and they just really want to make it better um <laughs> well wow that put, that moved along very fast well thank you you're gonna have to fix this this stings a little bit i i i i'm so yeah yeah you have to understand i mean it's 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 every night these the, the, our people are just in constant fear that they're gonna wake up and find an empty crib it's once twice a week we lose somebody new what time does this happen Who always do- always at night always what? at night is it night right now i mean you would know that it's it's like evening like the sun is beginning to go down mm-hmm. um and and no but but so just don't do this again <laughs> anyway i have a wonder he has a question uh, 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 yeah do do people come in and and like fight you for the babies or do you just wake up in the morning and babies are gone? Yes. Which one? Uh, the second one. Oh, how many babies are left? I mean, there's still a lot of babies left, but... but Put all the babies in one room. But, but we're... Uh, he's, he's... Jesse, what are, what are we on in this woman who's just kind of like... You're, you realize like you're you now that like people are kind of clearing out, like the hubbub is over, that you must be in kind of like the like the town hall kind of thing. And she says, uh, 14 babies have been taken. Yeah, that's, um, why exactly haven't the, um, got, haven't you contacted the city? Haven't they, uh, they haven't sent guards your way? Of course they have. And? Yeah. And they go and they, they, I mean, there's nothing to investigate in town. So, so they don't see anything. And and then they, and then they go and they walk around and, and they don't come back. The guards, the guards aren't coming back. I mean, what? As in, they don't report back, or they just leave. 
Um, well, some of them come back and say there's nothing they can find because, you know, there's nothing they can find. And so they leave. Uh, others, they, you know, we just don't see them again. Are the babies targeted? Excuse me? Where's the nearest baby? Um, I, I don't know. In a nearby home sleeping? Brent is going to like walk out and just kind of start knocking on doors nearby mm, looking right, for right. a baby. We'll, we'll go back to that. We're sorry about him. He's kind of a wild card. Wild card? Literally. <laughs> he's he means well, but he is a little rough around the edges. But is it at random or certain people? Uh, we've we've been able to discern no connection between the babies that were taken. Well, I'm ready to spend the night. I mean, the crazy one had a had a good point. Put all the babies in one room. Have you tried that before? Uh, n- no. How, how, so wait, 14 babies left or gone? Gone. How many babies are left? A lot. The one room might not work. (laughs) So this is a a town, right? This isn't a village. So we're talking, there's like four to 6,000 people that live in this town. It doesn't have to be one room, but maybe split up. Where, who, where was the most recent little type taken from? Uh, just, just down the block. Can you bring us to the family? I mean, are they here? They must be here. Um, hey, uh, they're in their they're in their home. Uh, they, they are still grieving. It was it is only two days ago. Hey, uh, smart guy. I'm asleep. Hayden, uh, Burton comes over and just like taps you on the afro. Uh, uh, hey, uh, a plus c squared equals. <laughs> you missed the two. Anyway, <laughs> you missed the two. <laughs> Do you have any way to investigate anything? I mean, of course. We may, I'm a man of, pushes glasses, science. We may need you to science in a house to find our baby snatches. I don't think you know how science works. I don't. But I'm merely a hippo. Let us begin. You two okay in there? See you awake? <laughs> I'm assuming he's in the, they're in the... the the wagon. If oh, you're, you're in the wagon. I was in the oh, you're sleeping in the wagon. Yeah. Oh, snap. So you just left the hall because he's been gone this whole time. <laughs> I was not imagining that the way you were imagining that. That's why Jeremy hasn't said a thing. No, you're you're not just like, I'm not, did you go with them? Did you go with right, Bertrand with- when he just left? Well, I, I, I'm assuming after they, he was gone for a little bit, I t- ducked my head out of the little hole. I mean, it's, it's, and it's not out. like, you know, the first house that you see. Like, we're talking like, it's like three blocks into the town. I was this, a little behind. This house is. I was a little behind. Um, the house, or where am I? Am I outside the town hall in the, in the thing? Because I was imagining myself being inside the wagon. Yeah. The entire okay. time. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. okay. And this is my bad for not explaining this, but like the wagon would, was brought into town, right? But it's now like stable. stabled up, which is somewhere on the edge of like where houses begin. All right. And so then like three blocks in is the like town hall. So that where... happened like four minutes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so you've been in, you're in the hall. Yeah. Right? He, we're going to go with Bertrand just like walked out to go check on Shell. Right. And then I got information about like the, the, where they are. The, the house. Sure. And then after I got that information, I went to go find my mates. So you just left without saying goodbye to this guy? Well, we're going to, like like I said, we're going to look into it. Um, uh, 
we're going to go to the family, just like we've been talking about constantly for okay. the last couple of seconds. There, there is a, there is a, a hefty reward if you were to find just, just anything, even if the children are are are, are lost. To just to, to have some peace of mind that that it wouldn't happen again, we we would be willing to pay uh, quite a bit of gold. Uh, um, we we've. Uh, I've, I've, I've actually, we've taken an extra tax uh, in order to collect prize money and, and we're prepared to offer you... Uh, right, we'll uh, do our best. Oh. And then he walked out. <laughs> uh, okay. And yeah, and you walk out. I'm not very charismatic! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you, uh, you make it back to the cart. And uh, so as you're walking, we'll say that Bertrand is, is this is when we pick up where, with his conversation with with uh, Shill over here, but we're going to pause that for just a second, and uh, we're going to zoom in on Brant, who's just knocking on a house door. Knock, knock, knock. The door, oh, there's no. some like shifting inside, you hear a bolt slide over, and, uh, um, y- yes? Do you have a baby? Oh my god! Um, n- no, no! And the door closes, and the He bolt- goes to the next house. <laughs> Wait, would I eventually walk past him, or am I going a different way? No, he went a different way, yeah. Oh, no. Um, okay, you go to the next house, and the door, the, next house. the door opens. Yeah. You know, you, some shuffling, and, you know, bolts, and opens He's gonna the door. Like, it's a man like, this time. He's going to kind of, like, look, like, through his legs and past him. Like, do you, do you, do you have a baby? Okay. Is that some kind of sick joke? No, we're here. We're here to save the babies. And he and he just like uses his foot and he just like pushes you out the door and he slams it, closes it shut. And you take one point of bludgeoning damage. Okay. He's gonna go to the next house. Not so much from the kick, from the like falling down the stoop. Oh, okay. Oh, that's unfortunate. Stoop kid. Oh, that's how that works. All right, cool. Yeah, so he would go to the next house. Okay. Knock, so knock, let's knock. zoom in on Shill and uh, and Bertrand. <laughs> I say we investigate the last house that was robbed. That's what our friend Tim was saying. We just gotta find him and our little wild friend. I'm sh- I'm sure the uh, the uh, halfling will be fine. Whatever he's doing, something makes me doubt that. Is, well, is I'm it- sorry, I was just looking for something in the front of the cart. <laughs> oh, hey, hey man, he's where's caught. your microphone? So it's to that point that that Tin kind of, you know, walks up to you guys at the carriage. There you are. Yeah. Um. Wait. Where's Where's the Where's the crazy crazy one? That's what we were trying to figure out. We're a little bit crazy, aren't we? What? Uh, uh. Anyways. Right. It's It's the. You just woke up. You're 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 a little groggy. Got it. Um. Oh, you too. He left. After you left, mm. wait. No, you. Well, how, I thought left. you 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 haven't how, found him. How well does sound carry in this area? Um, you know it's it's night, so pretty well. So if I was like yelling something, they might hear like the echoes of my yelling. Yeah. Okay. So you probably you know haven't didn't start yelling. Okay. Just let me know when I start yelling. But by the eighth person to slam their door in your face, you may start. To feel a bit emotional yeah. about the just, situation. Just let me know when we hit that. Oh, you're there. Oh, I'm there. Okay, so you would probably hear yelling or like a faint echo of a yelling, something along the lines of, "All I'm trying to do is take your babies. 
Why won't you let me have your babies? Wait, 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 wait. You hear that that in the distance. That sounded like him. I think we found him. Come on, Dinja. And you head in the direction of the sound. Let's go. And you find, yeah, you find Brant. Yes. Uh, I'm like standing in front of a door. I throw my battle axe on the ground and I'm like stomping my foot and throwing a tantrum and like just banging on the door. Yep. And I'm, and I'm yelling, what I was you sailing over and over again? Right. Um, hey, hey, buddy. Buddy. Mm. What? Calm down. Brand. You're going to scare the people? They should be scared. They're not giving me their babies. They're, they, 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 they're already plenty scared. Yeah, let, let, let me explain it to you. You're, you're creating the perception that we are the baby stealers. We want to be the baby savers. Mm. I, I think what? the term is kidnappers. Oh, what? What? The babies are just objects. It doesn't matter. Anyways, you hear what I am saying or no? Well, you, s- you said words. I got. Stop what you're doing. And he's going to like stop moving altogether. All right. We've done a good job here. Right. Well, I have the address of the last victims mm. and maybe we can look into it there. Please tell me it's this house. My thought exactly. <gasps> well, I have... An idea. It's night out, isn't it? Isn't this when it's they a, it's strike like evening? Yeah, that that it is, and it's been two days. What time is it anyway? It's, it's late now, maybe eight o'clock. Oh, eight o'clock. Okay. Hmm. How they, about they didn't say what time? Like, or like, nope. in, okay. We check it quick, and then we patrol the streets. Right. I mean, it's it's a big town. Yeah, the, the the odds of us just running into them is are, are very low. But it's it's better than nothing. But all that, the babies that is because in one nothing room. is nothing. These are little babies, my friend. <coughs> I already asked them, the 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 guy in in charge. They're already they already they thought of it. We'll just stack them. <coughs> That's mm. not a terrible idea, but I don't think it will work. I have an idea. Using a noodle. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try put all four noodles together, and then pull pull them apart two by two. I have an idea. Why? Wait, are you saying we split up the party? Let's split up and search for clues. What? I think that's an excellent idea. I think that should be rule number one. Always split up the party. It's not like the, it's not like anyone cares what happens to us now, do they? <laughs> Ginger and I will stay together. Thank you very much. What I was thinking right. what I was thinking is you know where the house is. You know how to look for things. You guys would make a good investigative team. You and me, little boy. I can always turn we, into like a wolf tracking with my man. <laughs> I could always track I could turn into a wolf and track him with my nose. I also have a, a, a dog named Dinja. Yeah, I, but can you talk to Dinja? I have a wonder. We have a relationship. You, you, you both look for things. Why, why would you go together? Two heads are better than one. Mm. Um, and and this this strong gentleman over here can probably pick you up and keep you from trouble. Oh, he can but, help me. But then we, me and him, are just gonna wander around. Yes, you go on, friend. I think we were gonna say the same thing. He's loud. We can find him. If you need us. And proud. Well, if we need, yes. Well, I thought, like, if you see someone that looks suspicious, you could throw him 
at the bad guys. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah! (laughs) That sounds sounds fun. You you know what they say in a troon. If you see something, say something. And then throw a gnome or a halfling or whatever you are. I think that's that's their slogan. We throw our smallest member. (laughs) Oh, the goblin splishers. Yes, I think so. We throw our smallest member. They say that. Amazing. All right, let's go. Yeah. I think that only happened like one time. Yeah, I know. It's in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you going? Where are you uh, going? Um, Will. Who's that? You're pointing. Oh. This is an audio um, thing. Uh, Shilbrief. 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 The Shilbrief. And Tin are going to go to the, the last victim's house. Okay. And try and do Eight. some investigative Investigating. She'll gotcha. Be, That's good use of um. <clears throat> and these jazz tunes right. brought to you by Shelby. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what are your, the other two of you doing? Bert? I think Brant would be like he would have his battle axe out, and now he would take out his shield too. And so we have shield on one hand, battle axe, and he's gonna kind of be like stalking around, like looking down like any small spaces, trying to find like. Got it. Anybody he can hit with his and axe. background music. Bertrand is following Brant and he's saying, don't hit first. <laughs> Scare him first. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so we're going to follow Tin and Shill for a little while. And uh, yeah, so you, you follow the address to the last house that had their baby taken. You talk about anything on the way, or so? Like, what's what's our game plan? Are are you going to do the talking, or would you rather my investigative prowess take the lead? I think you should do the talking, so I can scramble things up every once in a while. All right. Oh, I we'll can. This out. I can. I can do it. I might just screw something up because I'm. No, no, no. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll handle it. Yeah. So you reach the house. It's a simple townhouse in wood. I knock on the door. Solid. There's no answer. Hello. You see uh, kind of a floor above. You see a light go on in a, in a window. And you hear the creaking of boards as someone is walking down some steps. You hear metal. You hear a bolt on the door. Slide to the side and the door opens inward a little bit. Yes. Who's who's there? Hello. Uh, we are. Um, I, I'm I'm Shilbrief, um, and and this this is my uh, comrade um, Din, and we are here to um, solve the mystery of um, the the town's um, missing youth. Uh, uh, oh, uh, and what did you want with us? It's a man who's speaking to you. You uh, in the candlelight that uh, you know, the candle he's holding. You see, he's probably like his late thirties or something like that. Well, well, I I am sorry to for your loss and for the things that have happened to you, but um, we we are looking for clues to solve this mystery, aren't we, Dinger? Oh. Right, that's Dinger. Um, my name's Tin. We're here to try and get back your kid, so you can have your kid again. I am. Given up to hoping. You you should not you should not say things like that. The probability of his child being alive is very slim. Oh my god! Right, you need to that. Um, I'm sorry. The door closes. 
Wait, I'm, I'm, we're, we are very, we have very intentioned in helping the situation. I thought you said you weren't going to talk. I, did, I said you were going to leave, but then you said their baby was dead. I did not say that. You <laughs> said we would find them. You're giving them false hope. So the, the door opens and he's standing there and he's got this like dagger in his hand in the other hand that you, you couldn't see. It was behind the door. And he goes, what? But if you, if you come here just to, just to spit in our faces and no! our laws? No, 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 no. I, I am a man of science. I'm a man of mathematics. He merely said something. I did not want to give you false hope, but I do want to give you the hope that we will save the rest of the infants that are in this town. Your town will thrive if you just allow us to do some investigative work and allow us to find some clues that might lead us Come to the... Just Can you take us to the baby's room? Fine. And he begins to bring you, you know, into the home. He uses his candles to light a few lamps along the way. Uh, he brings you up a flight of really, really creaky stairs. And uh, he opens, uh, there's a door and there's a little uh, pink bow around the handle. And he pushes it in. And there in the room is, a, is like a handmade crib. And next to the crib is a chair. And in the chair is a woman who's just sitting there looking at the crib. Now, Dinger is a very emotionally sensitive Mastiff. Um, is he an emotional support Mastiff? She. She. Ooh. Um, it's our first female goblin splooter. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, kind, <laughs> kind of how, like, uh, Shill is kind of very, like, again, calculated, cold. Sure. sure. But Dinger is very, mu very much the warm, loving type. Is it like Max to the Grinch? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would say that as the door opens, that that Dinger just actually just kind of like walks inside and just kind of like nuzzles her head mm -hmm. up against the the, the woman. woman. Yep. And the the hand actually comes off of the woman's lap and it just starts rubbing the dog's head. Mm -hmm. Dinger um, loves that. And um, she 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 likes it when you scratch her ears. And she just continues to just kind of pat the top of Dinger's head. And the man calls in and says, Tara, they're, they're here to, to, to look around. And there's just no response. Right. Um, and he, he brings you in and he lights maybe like one lamp that's in the room, but like that's it. Um, it so it's, it's still, I would still call this dim light. Okay, um, I, I will uh, begin the investigative process. And I cast dancing lights and he lights up the room. Okay, and he just, he goes, oh, 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 um, uh, okay. The woman seems to make no response to the, right. to the lights. So, so we're going to pause on that for a second. Okay. And we're going to zoom in on, uh, on Bertrand and, and Brant, who are just <laughs> walking around town. We're like just snooping. Yeah. <coughs> see, cool. see anything? Do we see anything? Uh, roll me a investigation check. If you're kind of looking around for signs of, you know, things. Nine. One. Well, let's, let's, let's reverse that. I'll let whoever is better at investigation, I'll let you roll with advantage as the, the other is aiding you. I have a plus zero. I have a plus one. All right. So, Craig, you can roll with advantage. Thank you. Let's see. Is he like re-rolling both of them or just the second one? Just the second one. Crit! Yeah! 
miss. Uh, wow, actually. 21. 21. Mm-hmm. So you guys are walking around and, and mm. uh, Brant is just kind of like pointing things out to, uh, that, to Bertrand. Most of, most of them are just like, that's a barrel buddy. Just nothing. No, that's no, it's the other box. way. Brant is saying things like that to Bertrand. Like that's a barrel. And oh, he no, out. but he wouldn't say that's a barrel. I, so, yes. But, and sometimes he gets them wrong. It's a mailbox. You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a box, but, but actually in kind of like a random stroke, he, he points out something and you actually he has a stroke. <laughs> oh my. A random, a stroke <laughs> wow. of, in a random stroke of, of connectivity, Bertrand's eyes are brought up to, uh, to like roof level and you actually see an open window and a curtain that's actually f- outside of the window kind of blowing in the breeze. Hold up. <clears throat> Come here. Ooh. Come on my shoulders. Okay. You see that? And he points to no. the... Uh, he points to the um. <clears throat> actually, point point forward, and he guide Bertrand guides his hand, Brand's hand, to point at the window. Mm. You see, there's a boat. Mm. It's at this point you hear like movement and chattering down kind of an alleyway. Hey, hey, stop or I'll cut off your legs. There's chattering down the alleyway. He just keeps. <laughs> All right, he's gonna Go. jump down and <clears throat> run after the chattering. Wait. He's, he's running down the scared. alley. He's scared. scared. Don't kill. And like Bertrand runs to the window. <laughs> okay. Well, so basically the way, the way that the picture is this, right? If you're, you were walking down a street and there's an alley and one of the buildings, like right at the edge of that alley, that's where the open window is. Right. Okay. So you're like at the open window. He's just darting down the alley that, that the house with the open window is starting. Okay. If that made any semblance of sense. How high is the window? Uh, it's like two stories up. Can it? it can he? Uh, can Birch and grab any place for a, like purchase to climb? Probably not. Mm. It'd be pretty. Like you could try to climb it. It would be pretty hard. Mm. I don't want to say it's impossible, but it'd be pretty hard. He's gonna give it a go just to like All right, roll just, me an athletics check just to do it. Twelve. You you just like you get up like a foot and just realize it's just not possible mm. and hop back down. So, Brant. Okay, so he runs down the alley. At first, he's going to be trying to run quiet until he sees somebody. And then if he sees somebody, then he's going to start like Got it. yelling at them and brandishing his weapon and stuff. Cool. So you turn a corner. Yeah. And you see this cloaked figure who's kind of like crouching down just kind of in the middle of the alley. Their back is to you. He would get as close as possible while still being stealthy. And okay, roll roll me a stealth check. It's an eight. Okay, so as you're you get like fifteen feet away, okay, and you see what is probably the head under the cloak of this cloaked figure, okay, just kind of like snap up. They're still facing okay. away from you. So I see him snap up. No, we go back to oh, okay. The bedroom, the nursery, with Shill and Tin. Oh, right. Now that we're well lit, let me do some investigating. And I want to roll an investigation check to see if I find any clues or any, like, sure, you know, things like marks or, you know, different, like, scratches in the yeah. doorways. Roll whatever. An investigation check. Let's, it, let's get this baby's room Can I, can I aid him? Can <laughs> I aid, if you're yeah. investigating, oh, you, yeah, you I'm going to aid him. You can roll with advantage. Yes. Yeah. Lit baby. Okay, I'm going to take the first one, and that's going to be a 22. 
Wow. All right. So, so I, I, I kind of go up to you and like, since you have your lights dancing around the, the whole room, I, I use produce flame and I have a small flame in my hand. I'm getting like kind of right next to you. So it's like extremely well lit. What color is the flame? It's regular uh, fire. Green flame. It's not green. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a regular flame. All right. Okay. So with that check, you, what'd you roll? 22. 22. With that check, the only thing you notice is that on the windowsill, there is a small gouge in the wood that looks fresh. Is the only thing you notice. But your, your scientific mind tells you that if that is what took the baby, then at the very least you know that it has a physical presence. Right? It's not some like spirit or whatever, which is what the people, you know, in the town are whispering about is that ghosts and, you know, boogeymen and 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 goblins, you know, are because some of them don't, you know, think that goblins are just like spirits and stuff. Mm. You know, I've stole the baby. So that's that's the connection you make in your head. And I point that out to my friend Tin. I say, Look, um, it seems as though we have a physical marker. So it must have a physical body, which means that it cannot be some form of spirit. It must. It must be killed. Uh, can uh, can Tin can Tin like kind of like look at the gouge and like see if he can like discern anything about like what kind of animal it would be? Sure. Cool. Let me a nature check. Cool. Right. Let me. Yeah. That is. Can, a, I, can I aid him? That is a claw mark in there. Uh, are you proficient in nature? Yeah. Then yes. That is a claw mark in there. You just kind of like you're aiding him by just kind of murmuring like animals that you think it might be. Yeah. And they're just kind of like clicking through his head. Uh, twenty. A twenty. That was with that was the ventral. <laughs> Your guess would. I mean, it's clearly some kind of claw. Right. And you're you're imagining that it was like a four-legged animal that was walking on four legs. Something about like you know you've left claw marks and things before, and you know as you're walking and stuff, and it just it just resonates in you that this might be a thing that works on our four. So we're just gonna pause for a second. So. The, uh, I think I know what it might kind of be like. The, <laughs> and then cutscene. The, the cloaked head just kind of like picks itself up. Can I? Can I do something? Sure. So he's gonna brandish his battle axe. Say, "Don't move, or I'm gonna cut off your legs." He's gonna try to like intimidate him to like freeze. Sure. Roll me an intimidation check. The twenty-one. Okay. The figure just begins to stand. And just and is like it just begins to just kind of like sway back and forth and back and forth after falling in your climbing attempt, Bertrand. Did you did you follow after your friend or did you are you gonna you know find another way into the house? Um, he goes to the he goes to the door and just starts beating on it. Okay, like about to pound at the splinters. Sure, you see a light go on. You hear? I knew it. And uh, that was a serious voice. And you hear? You hear? Begin people shouting, be like, "She's gone! She's gone!" You just just hear chaos and just things that are their throat, you know, being thrown all around. And 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 that's what happens to you. Yeah, Steve. Brant would want to use his reckless attack, okay, and just throw himself at this thing and swing his battle axe at it. All right, roll me an attack. So that's going to give me advantage on this attack. All right, which is good because that. Can you do that if you're not raging? Um, yeah, it's just like a extra thing. Would we, um, since we're standing right next to a window, would we start to be able to hear some things? 
Probably not. Okay. So it's going to be a 19 to hit. Okay. That hits. Do some damage. Awesome. Using my battle axe. Um, Dimaggio. There it is. It's going to be nine damage. Okay. So you're, this is your one-handed or two-handed? This is one-handed. All right, so so you just run forward and you just plant your axe in in what would be the small of this creature's back, right? And it just it just cuts through cloak and you just feel it connect with flesh, and you just hear, and you see just this bottle fall and just shatter it. on the ground. I knew it. And this, you know, it's just and and you just it stumbles forward and it falls to a knee, and you just see this this just dirty, filthy man with just this gray beard. You just see him, like, his cloak gets knocked down and he just, and he just and he just begins to clutch at his back and he's just like, it's, it's his axe is in, like, your axe is like in his, like, spinal so cord at this like point. So as he's, like, groaning and stuff, I'd be like, what type of monster are you? And he just begins to scream and, and, uh, and then, and yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't respond. I would leave and the he just begins to just kind of like kick and claw and just kind of grabbing at the ground, writhing in pain. What is oh going God, on? Thank you for listening. While you're waiting for the next episode, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where our usernames are gonna hurt D&D, or check out our website at thisisgonnahurtdnd.com. Feel free to email any questions or comments to thisisgonnahurtinfo.com at gmail.com.